0: You're listening to Trail Correspondence presented by The Trek, a media company dedicated to long-distance backpacking. Get even more at thetrek.co.
1: This is episode 6, all about the social experience on trail. I've been lucky enough to hike the Appalachian Trail 1.9 times myself, and each time with the naive intention, at least for me, of doing so alone. Never forget that I'm a moron. And while my second time on trail, which started on the Penhodian Alabama, Had a more sizable chunk of me spending time exclusively with myself there's no doubt that it's the caliber of the people one meets on trail that has drawn me back to and kept me on trail time and time again in 2022 while preparing for my second at through hike i decided i wanted to make sure that i had the bravery and wherewithal to actually camp alone interestingly despite the fact that i'd hiked the appalachian trail before biked cross-country and done many other adventures in between i never actually spent any time alone in the woods And so, I did about 12 shakedown hikes by myself in order to exercise that muscle, and while I found that I could survive the night by myself, it was a somewhat diminished experience, in a sense. That scene from Into the Wild comes quickly to mind, that happiness is only real when shared. And so, though I purposefully put myself in situations of solitude, as soon as I hit the trail proper, I found that it had largely been unnecessary. And it's not just the they most invariably and organically find themselves a part of that I'm talking about. It's the trail angels, the people who give you rides to town, the clerks at grocery stores, the attendants at gas stations, and so on. When you're on trail, you're on a mission, and its gravity is palpable. People see you with your pack and assign you a special status that I've never felt anywhere else. It feels like being an important member of a close-knit community. It's edifying, nourishing, validating, and to be honest, a little addicting. Today we hear about how our correspondents are getting along with those they've met on trail, in addition to the wider world enveloping them. And though this episode does sadly see us saying goodbye to another contributor, all of the stories contained within have a similar undertone of conscious appreciation of how the presence of those sharing in this rarefied experience we call through-hiking is one of the most enriching parts of the entire endeavor. Let's get into it.
2: This is Radio, uh, otherwise known as Jake, checking in from Great Barrington, Massachusetts to talk to you a little bit more about the social side of the AT. Um, My hike is going really well since we last talked. I've gone, I guess, about 700 miles, I think, um, up through the Mid-Atlantic, through Pennsylvania, and here now in, in New England, which has been really, really rewarding. Um, and talking today a little bit more about the social experience on the trail. So like I mentioned in my very first, I think, Trail correspondence episode, the social side of the trail was a big reason why I decided to do the AT versus other trails. Um, And I've since found that that was a pretty good decision. It is a very social trail. I started on March 4th, so um, still was a little bit ahead of the typical bubble, um, but still have seen plenty of people out here. Especially in those early days, there was a lot, a lot of people out here Um, and and really enjoyed that. It was cool. It kind of felt like being a freshman in college or freshman in high school all over again, meeting all these new people every day, kind of explaining your story. The awkwardest part is just like, no one wants to go by their real name (laughs) Uh, because they're like, I'm just Jake for now. Like, we'll see what I get called or don't have a trail name yet. So that's kind of awkward at times because I think the social pressure to have a trail name that occurs on trail is really, really high, especially on the AT. Maybe it's like that on all trails. Um, I don't know if I really think it's worth it. (laughs) If I could do it over again, I think it's kind of smart just to pick your own trail name Um, or you just have to be comfortable not having one for potentially a long period of time. Um, But anyway, the social side was a big part of the experience for me wanting to make sure I met a lot of new people and interacted with the folks and trail angels and hostel owners and things like that in town. Um, And I found that to be really relatively easy to do. I think everyone, especially in the South, um, really wants to get to know hikers, really wants to hear your story. There's so many more people just kind of going through the same experiences those first few weeks. And it just was awesome, like getting to meet new people all the time. The first month on the trail was just like, your first couple of days at summer camp. Honestly, it was just, everyone's just trying to have fun. Everyone's kind of in that awkward stage of figuring themselves out figuring out what their hiking style and just vibe is going to be on trail. So really enjoyed that section. Um, and then over time I eventually was in a tramley and still am kind of in a tramley. <laughs> uh, really we met pretty early on at hostel around the bend, which is at mile 69 and, and, um, Hiawassee, Georgia, and the group of us decided to do the border crossing together from from Georgia to North Carolina, and since then, we've stayed together pretty much as a whole group, going from Mile 69 all the way through Delaware Water Gap, pretty much together, so that's I think 1,100 some odd miles, and we pretty much hiked every day together. (laughs) We would take turns kind of planning the route for the day, and we'd put that in a group chat. Um, and for a while, I think that really, really worked for the crew, especially in Virginia. It just was really fun. I think we kind of were able to fight off the Virginia blues together by relying on that Tramley just because every day, even if it felt repetitive in Virginia, we would always be playing cards at camp or having funny jokes and things like that. So I think the Tramley was a big reason for us to get through Virginia so quickly. We made it through in just over a month, um, and it just kept our spirits high now that we're up in the mid-Atlantic, we've kind of spread out quite a bit more, um, mainly because folks have had to get off for different reasons, or there's a little bit more injuries here and there, or there's just social commitments, like going back to visit family for graduations and things like that. So we've spread out a little bit more, and we're a little bit smaller, um, but I've still really enjoyed the social side. I do find myself wondering, though, sometimes if I've spent too much time in a tramley, Um Because a big part of the experience coming out here is to have that self-reflection. Or at least there's a lot of pressure to have that self-reflection. And I don't know if I've necessarily done that as much as I probably would like. Um, I do hike alone most of the time during the day. So I get time to reflect then. And I really love coming to camp and having people there. Whether they be a part of my family or other folks. Uh, But I haven't like camped by myself yet. (laughs) Which seems crazy to say. Um, and maybe I'll try and do that as we get closer to the whites and uh, exploring Maine a little bit more, but that's something that I've been surprised that I haven't done. And I haven't really found myself wanting to do that just because I really like the people that I'm hiking with. I've really enjoyed our company and, um, just the vibe of the group has been really fun. And I I think it's keeping me out here, but when we did start to spread out a little bit more, I, I really struggled with my confidence and feeling that I could still finish the trail without the tramley primarily because I've been with them for so long. So, so yeah, that was hard to deal with, but we still have stayed together for the most part. And, um, I think that's important just to, for me at least to see my hike still as a growth opportunity, even though I've made it this far already, that there's not a guarantee to make it all the way there. And just cause you're hiking with a great group of people doesn't mean it's not still your responsibility to to finish the hike. So yeah, but otherwise, like I said, I, I love the social experience of the trail The folks we've met out here have been amazing. Um, Really a lot of like-minded individuals that just want to spend a ton of time outside or are just trying to figure themselves out. And I've really enjoyed being around that. The energy has been fantastic. And I think when I think about my life back home, one of the hardest things for backpacking is sometimes it's really hard to find other friends who want to go backpacking all the time. (laughs) So it's kind of refreshing to be with a group of people that just all they want to do is backpack and hike every single day because we're probably a very niche part of society, but the people that are a part of it really want to just keep hiking nonstop. And that's, I think I'm really going to miss when I go back home is not having someone just who wants to go hiking for weeks at a time. <laughs> um, most people like to go for a day hike, but backpacking and sand it up is a whole other different adventure. But anyway, uh, thank you all for, for listening and uh, I will talk to you soon. Radio out.
0: It's minstrel. So this is all about the social experience. The first, the first question to answer is whether I've joined a trail family or not. And, you know, I had a really... I did join one. Um, you might remember Sinead's voice uh, in one of the prior episodes interviewing me for the first wild card. She was part of my trail family, along with Pina Colada and Dr. or Dirty Rafa, DR is short for Dirty Rafa, and we had just a beautiful vibe hiking together, and unfortunately, we had to to split ways. Um, Rafa hopped over to the Arizona Trail because he was sick of snow, and who can blame him? Uh, I had to get off trail because my dog needed to be rehoused because my dog sitter fell through. Don't worry, I didn't put him in a new home permanently. He's just staying with a friend. And Sinead got injured, unfortunately. Um, I was able to hike for a few days after getting back on trail with Sinead. um, Because her week off and my week off kind of aligned and and I was able to, to jump forward and hike with her again, which was just incredible. But when she had to to call it for the Sierra, man, that was honestly the most heartbreaking day of the trail that I've had because she, you know, along with Pina Colada and Rafa, but, but she was the last one that, that we really had together. Um, losing her was like losing losing a part of... of me, I guess. I don't know. It sounds so cliche and weird to say that about somebody that I'd only met like four weeks ago, but there, you know, it was important to me and, and hiking with her was just absolutely incredible. And, and I missed Pina Colada and Dirty Rafa already. And just knowing, oh man, with everything I'd been through, just losing, losing her was just difficult. The other question, the next one is, experience of trail magic so far. It's been really cool. Um, there are some people who do really weird trail magic and some people who just like, will be like, Hey, I'm this rando person at a bar. You're hiking the PCT. Let me give you some money. And it's like, um, if you insist, Sure, why not? I'm not going to turn down money. I'm out here (laughs) trying to throw things together with unexpected expenses on pretty much a shoestring budget while I am not working. Yeah, homie, I'll take your bills. But I think my favorite was um, Trail Magic by this couple, Soft Serve and Punisher. They were two days off of the Arizona Trail, and I was hiking outside of Arrowhead Lake, and there was this freeway that was just covered with water. And I see this car coming up slowly, just creeping up. And I'm like, oh, is this, is this person going to splash me? And then they rolled down their window and they're like, hey, you want some snacks? Heck yes, I want snacks. Oh yeah. And the other one was getting trail magic from a snowplow driver on Highway 2. That was just absolutely epic. People come out and grill burgers for their birthdays t- as trail magic. It's, it's so heartwarming. The trail towns have been really cool, though. Uh, I love them. I think my favorite was probably Wrightwood or Tehachapi. As, as great as Julian and Idlewild are, They're really money pits. I'm sorry, Julian, Idlewild. I love you guys, but my gosh, are you guys fleecing your hikers? They're, yeah, yeah, but I don't know. Trail towns are great. Big Bear was amazing. Oh my gosh, hitch magic in Big Bear. You put up your thumb or you just talk to somebody at a traffic light, you're in their car. It's so cool. COVID hasn't really impacted any part of the trail experience for me, though. I mean, things are still kind of a little odd, but most people in the trail towns are treating it as if it never really was a thing, which seems to be how most of the country is doing it. And, you know, my uh, civilization job, I've worked a lot of COVID rehabs, so I'm kind of attuned to it all. Um, Yeah, there's so much that could be said about COVID. I just really don't want to get into that one. Uh... But finally, have I spent much time alone in the woods? Hell yes, I have. Oh my gosh, I love being alone in the woods. It is it is incredible. My favorite style of hiking is having a group and hiking alone and meeting up at a campsite. That is my favorite style of hiking. And I had that with my first trail family. We would occasionally hike or take breaks together. But most of the time it was, it was just commiserating in the morning and in the evening and talking and... You know, I loved the occasional, like, times where we'd hike together, take breaks together. I remember Pina Colada and I and uh, our pal Devin, we did, like, a picnic table tour of Highway 2, stopped at every picnic table. (laughs) Um, But man, yeah, I love being alone in the woods. I'm currently alone in the woods recording this, and boy, am I happy.
3: again from Germany. So I will say something about um, trailmatry, tramway or anything or socialization on the trail. So um, it's really nice that you meet always The same people, not not that you um, meet the same from the beginning, from the start till now, but um, for a couple of weeks you um, always meet the same, same hikers, and um, it's uh, yes, it's make you feel that you are not alone. And sometimes I don't um, realize the hikers, but then they say. here. Hi Tilly, how are you? Oh, you're a your little sweetie pup. And that I know oh, I will have met them one day in a hostel or on the trail or anything like that. So it's it's really nice and it makes me feel that I'm not alone. And um, what I really think, it's very, very amazing, it's um, the trail magic. Um, not the trail magic um, uh, uh, who um, give her some drinks and some fruit and something else to eat this is really, really nice and delicious and I'm um, I'm expected to see them and it's really relaxing but the uh, I mean the other side of tray magic what I mean um, when I come to a parking lot and um spot to a parking spot and I have to go to the hostel and i don't know how I can go to the hostel because um in the gap uh, there is no service, and i can't call a shuttle or anything like that and then um suddenly there there is there is someone um he, uh, for for example, for today, um, I come wanted to come to the campsite to Montebello, and um, there was nothing, just uh, the parking spot pla- place, and um, there was a trail runner, and I asked him um, in which direction I have to go to Montebello, and he said, um, oh, you have to go to the left side, but it's very 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 fast, and um, it's a long way to go. Um, And I said, yes, but I can't um, call a shuttle because I have no service. And then he said, oh, I um, give you a ride to Montebello, to the campsite. And uh, that's so so, so nice because you um, haven't expected it before. Or um, on another day... Or on another day, um, I wanted to go into town. Uh, to, uh, I had to um, get some resupplies and I tried to hitchhike and then uh, a car stopped. And a woman said, oh, yes, yes, um, you can, I can give you a ride to to the the grocery or to the Walmart, wherever you want. And then uh, you can make your resupplies and I will wait and bring you back. And that's so, so, so really nice because... Um, uh i always think um people have no time and um they wouldn't do that but they just do it and it's it's amazing one day um i walked up uh, a hill and another hiker um came down the hill and he saw me and said Ah, uh, he said, because um, he saw me and Tilly, and he says, "Ah, are you Elke?" And I said, "Yes." Um, I've got something for you, and I was wondering because I haven't seen the hiker b- before. And then he gave me um, a phone number and from a couple from Germany, um, which uh, who I have met um. Couple of days before, and then we lost each other, and um, I was so amazing, and I was so surprised because um, the couple um, give him the number. Uh, hopefully, they hope that they um, that he will meet me one day, and it he meet me, and that's that's the real cry magic, and I can uh, tell so many trail metrics, magics what what uh, which I have um which I have oh on another day it was uh we were walking three days through the rain and everything was red and um I thought um the poor dog and uh I don't want that she chi- that chili gets sick and sick and anything and um but I knew um there is no service and I have no power on my phone and no power on my power bank. I have to recharge everything and then I um, went up the hill, there was a parking space and there was a tray magic, a man who stands there and gives me something to drink and something to eat and a sausage for our and um uh I told him that I have to get a shuttle into town or to the hostel so that I can get everything dry and anything. And um, he said to me, oh, um, it's very difficult here because uh, no cars coming here around and um, he can take me in the afternoon, but then I have to uh, wait for a couple of hours, uh, I think five or six hours, I don't know. And suddenly we heard a noise from a car and there comes a car the man said to me oh that's the first car since this morning and it was a car and on the side of the car was a um there was that shuttle and we were, i i i shout and i uh, run to the car and it, it's it stopped and a woman said oh hello yes i can give you a shuttle i have to uh, pick someone up and then i come back and then then i'll take you and that's that's really amazing i haven't hasn't happened before to me such things, and that's amazing and uh, yes, that makes um the trail really magical i think yes.
4: I'm Russo Miller, aka Slinky, and I'm here to talk to you today uh, to actually tell you goodbye. Um, as I told you last time, I injured my knee out on trail and sadly it is still not better. Um, I'm still recuperating, still healing it and resting it and doing physical therapy. And I do have hope that I'll be able to hike maybe later in the season or in the fall. But my flip-flop is officially off. So yeah, I think it's important for listeners to hear how lots of stories end. (laughs) Uh, It's too bad mine's kind of ending in this way for the podcast. But yeah, I actually think a lot about the quote, a Ram Dass quote. Um, You can either do it like it's a weight on you, or you can do it like it's part of the dance. Um, So that really kind of helps my mindset as I'm in this recovery mode and looking forward to what's ahead. I'd say the biggest struggle for me out, um, out on, out of trail, I guess, is, um, you know, there's lots of emotions that come up, you know, when your trip comes to an end, uh, abruptly and unexpectedly and way too short. <laughs> um, like for instance, for me, the biggest thing I struggle with is, you know, just like the shame that I feel, Um, from not, you know, from not taking care of my body um, in a way that allows me to keep doing what I want to do. So, you know, I just haven't dealt with this knee issue, apparently in the way that I should have. And I've kind of been dealing with it for years. So of course, I'm so mad at myself and so frustrated. I'm just kind of like actively working, you know, and observing those emotions and trying to work with that. Um, but yeah, so it just says that there's like some negative stuff there. Um, you know, there's also silver linings. Um, and one of those for me, you know, you know, I've been in Alaska for however many years and now I'm getting this bonus family time. So that's always like a nice treat. And I'm also spending a lot of time plotting the future. So that is also kind of fun as well. (laughs) Um, I guess like a few takeaways from trail, just, um, as I say goodbye is, Um, For anyone out there considering a thru-hike, you know, cannot recommend it enough. I was having a great time, and um, yeah, I've already, you know, bonded with hikers. I was only out there for like, you know, 19 days, and I, you know, that bond is very strong that you make with other people. Um, I believe in what I call trail time, (laughs) so even though I was only out there for two weeks, I actually don't know how that translates to real life, but it's not equivocal. Um, I do think there is like a timelessness with being out there. Um, so for me, um, I also have been thinking a lot about the method of through hiking, particularly because what I've been dreaming up in my head as I'm in bed, unable to still really walk very well, Is what if I spend the rest of this year, um, you know, keep saving money, maybe finding more jobs to keep working and make next year like the best hiking year of my entire life and do like every trail that I've dreamed of. Like, what if I hike the whole year? (laughs) So I'm like, oh, great. Not only will I get to do the AT, I can tackle the CDT. Um, I can finish up fire fire miles on the PCT. Hey, while I'm out on the PCT, why not do the Tahoe Rim Trail? Why not Mount St. Helens? So yeah, my brain is obviously going all over these places. But um, I think largely it's because I'm just obsessed with the method of through hiking. Um, I say method because, um, yeah, it's definitely this way of traveling and existing that really does allow me to be my best self. You know, I just feel like the universe wants me out in the world, meeting people, like, doing my thing like that. Um, And it's really hard to describe to other people. (laughs) But it is in exact contrast to, like, the worst version of myself, which I've also tried to explain in earlier episodes, but kind of poorly. I think in the past I described it to you as, oh, you know, like, I threw a hike because it's better than sitting on the couch. That's not, like, what I'm saying, though. What I'm saying is there's, like, this oftentimes an immobilizing force that like paralyzes me you know and you know the worst person of myself shuts myself in and like doesn't let other people in you know so yeah through hiking really just allows me to live in this way that I want to and because of that um or until I can transcend that method uh, I'm gonna keep at it <laughs> So, um, yeah, I want to thank everyone who listened and uh, I think it's funny that I'm probably the one who's out on trail the least, but probably the most long winded. (laughs) So thank you for that and putting up with me. And, um, yeah, also I'm very, very honored to be part of this group of trail correspondents. Um, so just a quick, um... I guess I just wanted to publicly say how cool I think everyone on this podcast is. (laughs) And, um, of course, our fearless editor, Moran, who's just an excellent editor. And, yeah, that's my goodbye tour, folks. Thanks for following along. This is Emily Russo Miller, signing out.
5: Hello, this is Mary, and this is episode six, the uh, social experience. I'm actually hiking right now, just because it's a little bit easier to do this while I'm hiking to stay in shape while I'm off trail. Everybody's home, my boyfriend works from home and his daughter's back from college, so it's just easier to do it this way, unfortunately. As far as my social experience, I kind of covered that subject in my last episode. Um, So I won't go too much into that. Well, probably not at all because I feel like it's just going to be repeating. Um, As I said in other ones, I said I left my hiking partner just for various reasons that are just mainly... (laughs) Unfortunately, it's the me, it's not you kind of deal. And since leaving my hiking partner, I've probably had maybe three nights where I was by myself. I really wasn't alone most nights just because there was always kind of someone kind of camping where I was at or... Just where I ended up. So, and I wasn't really scared or anything. I think I was too tired a lot of those nights to be scared. Um, I did have service. So I was able to text my boyfriend my location. And maybe it wasn't really hard for me to camp alone because most of the time while I was hiking, I was alone anyway. I would say 90% of the time I was hiking alone just because, again, there wasn't that many people everybody's pace is different and me and my hiking partners pace is definitely different. Sometimes he would be faster. Sometimes I would be faster or I would be slower. He'd be slower. We both take pictures. So we both do different things. So we rarely kind of hiked with each other unless we took a break and then kind of took off from there. But then our paces would vary. So of course, eventually I would get farther up or he would get farther up. As far as things like COVID, I've never had it like ever. I am or was a mask wearer in my everyday life. My boyfriend's a little bit, um, he's kind of a germaphobe. And it's kind of funny because when I met him in Seattle and got off the bus to give him a hug, he was like scared to give me a hug. And then when we were like holding hands in the car, when he was done holding my hand, he put hand sanitizer on his hands. And he's like, well, I don't want to get train cooties. So that was kind of funny, but the whole time on trail, I wasn't wearing a mask and I kind of just, I think I'm done with it. I was kind of wearing masks prior to the hike because I didn't want to get sick before my hike, but I'm vaccinated. I'm all caught up. So I'm good. And trail magic. Yeah. Kind of haven't really had it when I was hiking. Um, I would say probably the first trail magic I kind of had was like under the highway, highway 10, I think, uh, Cabazon. And that was just the little goldfish, <laughs> which I really don't care for, but I, but it went anyway. Um, uh, I would say my first true trail magic experience was from my hiking partner. When we were going through whitewater, he couldn't do the water crossing. So he met us up on trail and he was nice enough to bring me a Dr. Pepper and he brought a beer for the other guy. So that was nice and then I would say when when I was at Silverwood Lake somebody was handing out sodas and I actually turned one down or I turned them down. Um, I just had my break and I was really really cold. So the idea of cold soda at that point was just not something I wanted and I was also not in the mood to be social. And the person was there, so I felt kind of bad that I would take their zone and not, you know, interact with them. So I just skipped it. Sorry, I am going uphill, so that's why I'm breathing a little heavy. I would say the last option I had for Trail Magic and by the time I got to Tehachapi was, um, I think it was like 35 miles past Agua Dulce. Maybe it's like 38 miles past Agua Dulce. Anyway, it's like there's just a highway that crosses. And there's also water cache and a garbage. And I think there was like some first aid stuff, but someone had left a mocha from Starbucks. It had ice and everything and I didn't drink it. Didn't even take a sip because part of me was still skeptical and I'm pretty sure I know who left it. And I think the one reason I didn't do it was because I knew it was gonna be going uphill. If I had to go to the bathroom, there wouldn't really be a place to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Because unfortunately with coffee and lattes that's the thing too if it's milk I'm gonna have bathroom problems so I just didn't want to do that to myself by this point I was like pooping twice a day which is not normal for me I still actually think about that mocha because I'm pretty sure nobody drank it the closest hikers that were near me were probably two miles behind and there was nobody really ahead As far as the trail towns themselves, they've been pretty great. I haven't had any issues with them. Um, Everybody was very welcoming, very nice. Um, I would say like the only bad thing that kinda happened was at one of the hotels. I unfortunately booked something through Expedia and then my hiking partner wanted to pay for the next night. And so we asked the lady if we can get another night and we asked if it'd be the same price. And she was like, yeah, sure, no problem. The next day they actually charged us double for the same room. And there was just a big old issue, but yeah, they didn't want to change the price. Well, I think they lowered it a little bit, but not by much. And then they still charged them for the whole amount versus what they said they were going to charge them for. And they were just not wanting to fix it. And their excuse was, well, booking through Expedia is a lot different. And that wasn't really the issue. The issue was the lady didn't tell us how much it was going to be. And she just made it seem like, you know, sure, no problem that it wasn't going to be more.
6: Hello, this is Shitwater Fireball Queen of the Salamanders, and I'm here going up a hill Somewhere around mile 780 something cost of work. I just left the um, Glasgow shelter, which was very nice and really interesting that there's a shelter in a town. But I'm here to talk about the social experience. So it's been weird for me because I was expecting, like, I don't know, there's always so much hype about the ABTU is the most social trail, like, there's so many people out there, and there is a considerable amount, but I'm also alone a lot of the time, and I've learned to like it, and I think if you told me before the trail how much I'd be alone, I'd be nervous. But now that I'm out here, I enjoy it a lot. It's like I've got time to just yell to my music, which the other day, ironically, I was screaming too. I'm so tired of being alone from Al Green. (laughs) Um, Because I've had this experience where... I'm bouncing from bubble to bubble and I'm not a flex (laughs) going slightly faster than the bubbles because I want to make it to Katahdin before it gets too cold because I really don't like the cold. And so I've been doing a bunch of 20s and I found that most people in trail families right now are doing like 15s. And that sounds fun, but it's like, ah, I want to keep pushing onwards. And it's interesting because I feel like the social experience out here kind of reflects your social nature in and of itself. Because generally in regular life, I'm really extroverted and I talk to pretty much everyone and I love listening to people's stories. And on trail, really similar. Except now, that has shown itself in a physical way. Because I'm literally, like, bouncing ahead to meet new people. Which is fun. But I do complain about getting lonely so it's kind of a catch-22 because I'm like I'm really happy I'm like discovering independence out here and finding strength in myself and blah 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 but I'm also like really fucking lonely sometimes because it's like I don't have anyone that I've been hiking with for like you know 300 or 400 miles it's all people that I've met from day to day which also leads me to some very close friendships like that happen within a week or two but not really longer than that and my friend was saying how like we've noticed how everyone I've hiked with for like I started with some good friends Um, I made at Springer, but literally that whole trail family is, like, (laughs) off the trail now, like, I never believed in that statistic, one in every four, but there was, like, five people in my trail family, and now I'm the only one left, and I'm, like, oh, that's sad as fuck, because I really liked those people, and they, I just had to watch them all, like, get injured one by one and drop off until I was like, well, it's just me now. But by then I had made a bunch of new friends. (laughs) So you win some, you lose some. Um, But the main thing is you keep going. And it's kind of hard sometimes, like not having anyone. But I've started recently hiking with a friend, so hopefully, A, he doesn't get injured, and B, we keep a similar pace, because he's speedy as fuck, and I'm not fast, but I do the same mileage, so we'll see, because that's the main two things that determines trends out here is mileage and do you get along, so all good. And that's pretty much it. Hopefully I won't be singing along to tired of being alone too much more, but that's all from me. And have a happy day.
7: Hey, howdy. This is Allie, aka TC, aka Appalachian Adventurista. I am currently plodding downhill to Eckville Shelter in northeastern Pennsylvania. Looks very nice today, but we got some rain coming in tomorrow. Today, we're talking all about the social experiment, um, which I think is a great kind of hot-button topic. I know when I came out here and it weighed into when I was choosing my start date, uh, I wanted the social scene. Um, And I wanted the social scene, but I didn't necessarily want um, to be in the late social scene, if that makes sense. So I did, you know, choose my start date based on that. Um, And let's see, to make a long story concise... Um, I started the Appalachian Trail actually with a hiking partner, someone I know from home, um, and on night one at Springer Mountain Shelter, we joined up kind of unintentionally, but we started hiking with a group of other folks who were doing about what we were doing. And for the first, um, essentially week, uh, I had an, uh, an OG trail family as I consider them. Um, and then a couple days later, we, uh, or after that, we, we being me and my hiking partner, chose to jump up ahead. A few days after that, my hiking partner and I split our hikes. And all of a sudden, I was not in any social scene. <laughs> um, and there started about a month of me hiking alone on the Appalachian Trail. And I say alone loosely, uh, if anyone As anyone who knows the trail might already know, being alone on the Appalachian Trail isn't being truly alone. Um, When I say the word alone, I mean alone in terms of deep connection. There were people at camp. I only spent a handful of nights actually sleeping solo wherever I was at camp. Um, There were people around, but conversations didn't get past surface level, hey, how you doing, good hike today, great, okay, cool, good night sort of conversations. Um, and I had a, a handful of recurring characters, um, as I call them, who I hiked with for a handful of days up to a week. Um, and of the four that I consider in that group of folks, uh, only one is still on trail. And that in itself was a hard thing to witness and a, a strange place to be and to watch people around you make that decision and leave trail. People who I was building connection with, um, and then continuing to hike, I say again in, in air quotes, alone on the AT. Um, it was around Damascus that I started hiking with the Tramley that I have been with since then. Um, and it's truly a lovely group of people. It really, changes my AT experience to be hiking with folks who, um, know me and make space for deep conversation and, um, are willing to put in the work to, you know, stay together and understand each other and, um, respecting each other's hikes and, um, all that good stuff. Um, but I will say that I think in retrospect, I needed that solo time on trail to be able to hike, as a better AT thru-hiker in a trameleon. I think it really, it it was not fun in the moment, I will say. But I think that I came out so much better for it. Aside from that, um, the AT is known for having a lot of trail magic, and that has definitely been my experience. I have gotten so much trail magic on trail that sometimes I wish that, I don't really wish this, but, you know, you get trail magic and then you don't end up eating your own food. (laughs) Then you just continue to carry a heavy supply of food for several days. But I'm not truly complaining. It has been wonderful. There have been a handful of trail angels who have been, um, I'll call them also recurring characters, um, who I've seen multiple times on trail and a couple of folks who are supporting their um, husbands, wives, partners out here on the AT who... Um, We see often at road crossings and it's just so lovely to have that recurring connection also and support when needed, um, which has been uh, useful at times. The AT is really, really and truly, unless you really work to, to make it not be this, a social experience. And when I came out here, I knew that's what I wanted and I'm feeling very pleased at the fact that that is what I'm getting I do think I had to put in the work to truly be able to live in it um, and be a better Tramley member, <laughs> um, but I'm happy to do so. I feel like I am getting thus far exactly what I want out of this hike. I feel like I could say so much more on this topic, um, but for now, I'll just kind of end it there. Um, i speak of the devil have a handful of my family members up ahead that I am about to catch up to so um, I'll leave it there for today I hope everyone has a a great day and gets outside and uh, touches some dirt and hugs a tree today
8: Uh, also known as Abby, reporting in from the town of Etna. We are at mile 1600 on the VCT, which means I'm, well, I'm now over two months into my hike and I've hiked almost a thousand miles, um, which is kind of mad. Um, Today, we are talking a little bit about the social experience on trail. Um, I'm a really big extrovert. And so I started the trail being super worried about finding friends and finding a group it was probably my biggest fear to be alone on trail and feeling lonely when i so desperately wanted this hike to be a really super social and fun experience in that way because i'm such an extrovert i need people (laughs) it seems so silly in retrospect as to how concerned i was about finding friends because it was day three and i was freaking out about it every step of every mile um and it was barely a few days in, but fast forward to now, um, and between spending time with lots of people, everyone's crazy Sierra plans flipping around, I feel like I know a huge bubble of people around me, um, which is really fun. It's been incredible to bump into people on trail, um, these last couple of weeks since coming up to Northern California that I haven't seen since the start of the desert or Scout brodos, Frodo's or, you know, maybe not that long ago, but still didn't expect to bump into them. Um, I've only spent a grand total of three days hiking alone on trail um, after leaving my group behind when one of them got injured and they decided to take a little bit of time off um, to learn the knee injury heal. And I was really, really upset to be going alone at first. Um, I was going south at the time um, and I was just concerned that there was going to be nobody, nobody around, which there kind of wasn't. um, But it it all works out in the end, of course. Um, The three days alone actually ended up being really fun. And it was nice to have the freedom to do exactly the sort of pace and mileage that I wanted to do. Um, However, I did find that without other people to keep me accountable, it was really easy to just charge ahead and not take breaks um, and then overall push too many miles. Um, I get bored when I'm alone, so I didn't want to sit and have a long lunch or siesta because there was no one to talk to. Um, And the people I did talk to were then normally going the opposite direction. And so I didn't get to see them for long. Um, But that all changed. I've now found myself in a tremendous family of three, myself and Nacho and Wheels. Um, We've been hiking together for a long time. Well, I say a long time, over a month now. Um, And we also spent two weeks on a farm in Quincy together, taking a little bit of time off just to let some snow melt. Um, So we're a fairly tight knit crew. I love them both dearly. Um, And it's been so wonderful to have such a, you know, a real trail family, as cheesy as the the phrase is. Um, We found ourselves super lucky with, um, you know, receiving generosity and trail magic from locals. Um, We last night even had a guy give me a ride on the back of a quad bike to pick up a parcel. And then he came back with chips and salsa and fresh fruit for everybody that was camping. Um, so that was really, really kind of magical. We felt very supported by the locals. Um, we're currently in Etna, which is super hiker friendly, staying at the city park. They've got a great setup here and it's been really, really wonderful to just be welcomed in every single one of the towns that we've, we've seen along trail. It's also really nice now that we're heading north again, heading to Canada, and we feel like we're back in a proper bubble of people. Everyone's heading the same direction. Everyone's battling the same snow problems. Um, And so that's really a real great unifier. So overall, my social experience on trail has been, so far, everything I wanted it to be, even with its little ups and downs and my concerns at the start. It's still been super duper fun. And I'm absolutely loving every minute of it, of course.
9: this is summer and currently recording this back in my apartment in Portland um, I am taking a little bit of time off trail before I head up north to um, start heading south on the second part of my flip-flop but just giving the snow a little time to melt so while I'm home thought I would go ahead and record my episode and today, we are talking about the social experience. And I definitely talked about this um, a bit in my wild card episode, just was kind of on my mind. Um, but we're going to go in a little bit more in depth today. Um, and I have some specific kind of questions to answer. So first question, have I joined or created a tramly? Um, I would say yes and no. I don't really love the word tramley. I don't know if it's just like like the word moist you know it's just kind of like uh um I feel like I've mixed feelings on that too because I have met some quote-unquote tramleys who just are very clicky and like once they kind of take on that word it's like them against everyone else and they just don't want to even humor anyone else and I think that's just like not the attitude to have For me, the group that I ended up hiking into Kennedy Meadows with, finishing the desert with, that most of us had hiked together on and off for, you know, at least like 500 miles at that point, um, was very like loose. We ebbed and flowed with a lot of different people. Um, You know, people would come, people would go, some people would get ahead, behind, but we all kind of ended up gravitating back towards each other, and it was just a really fun group of people. Um, I am taking a couple of them with me um, when I head north, but a lot of us all kind of decided to do different things once we hit the Sierra, so I am not hiking with all of them going forward. But yeah, I mean, I would say it was like a loose, a loose tramily, a very welcoming tramley that we definitely always were very welcoming to other people when we'd camp with other people or have lunch with other people. So I don't know. It wasn't really a closed off thing. It was just kind of a group of people that we all were hiking about the same pace. And, um, yeah, we're all really cool people. So, um, second question, um, what was my experience of trail magic so far? And, um, yeah, so far, I mean, trail magic is fucking rad. I don't feel like I've had like, like an excessive amount of it, like definitely like a handful of occasions. Um, but each of those occasions was, like, the best thing ever. I mean, getting a little cold bottle of Gatorade out of an icebox in the middle of the heat of the day, descending from San Jacinto before you get to I-10, that was, like, literally a godsend. I mean, that was, like, the most amazing thing in the world to me at that point. So every little thing absolutely will just, like, make your day. Um, I will say I've met a couple of people who get a little, um, who were just a little bitter about not getting as much trail magic as they thought they would, I guess. Mostly, um, foreign people, I guess. Maybe they had this idea that it was going to be, like, so much trail magic all the time. But, yeah, that's definitely not, like, a good look to be complaining about not getting trail magic. If you get it, great. If you don't, literally, you're not entitled entitled to anything. So, Maybe don't say that. <laughs> anyway, that always is just like kind of rubs me the wrong way when people complain about missing trail magic. Um, okay, moving on though. Um, how have how has COVID impacted my hike? Um, honestly, it really hasn't, which is crazy. Um, to even think back to you know me in twenty twenty, if I would imagine doing something like this and not having it be an issue was just, like, not even in my scope of something I could imagine, so it's, it's been great, no one has gotten sick, um, that I've been around, that I've known, and, yeah, I mean, so far, so good, knock on wood, for sure, hopefully all the, (laughs) the vaccines and boosters will, uh, carry me through, but, yeah, um, okay, and then last question, have I spent a considerable amount of time alone in the woods? Um, Yes and no, definitely. I mean, spending, you know, so I'm at 700 miles and about, um, was on trail for about, like, 40-ish days. So that's a lot of time in the woods. Um, But I really only camped alone, I think, a couple of times like, maybe once or twice, honestly, like, alone alone, Um, and so, yeah, but I will say most of my hiking that I do alone, like, during the day, like, a substantial amount of my miles are alone. Um, I just kind of zone out, listen to music, listen to my thoughts. Um, I do tend to cry a lot (laughs) while I'm hiking, which is interesting, but I think just, like, when you're alone for that much time, you just tend to, like, get into the really big emotions, um, but yeah, so I really enjoy having that time, and I've always been more of a solo hiker, so it's really not new for me. I will say, honestly, towards the end of the desert, I had several days, um, where I, I did most of my hiking all day, like, with other people, with, like, other people from my group, and it was honestly so lovely, and, like, Just a really nice change of pace. Um, So, I think that is definitely something that I would like to do more, especially heading into like the second half or like the second three quarters of my hike, um, where I know I'm gonna have to pick up pace a bit, do more miles. So, probably gonna be taking like shorter breaks and spending less time in camp um, just in order to get more miles. So, I think it will be nice to try and actually like hike with other people more just so you know you can still like have that community and have that like time to spend with people um but yeah just kind of another another way of, of connecting which is cool but anyway yeah so that's just a bit about the social experience thus far and uh until next time hopefully when I'm back on the trail um this is summer signing out
10: witch doctor here reporting from the trail we're talking about the social experience on the trail thus far Um, so far uh, I have fallen into a a lovely little tramley it took until the Smokies so good you know a couple hundred miles i had been hiking and leapfrogging people kind of off and on before that Um, but uh, fell in with my current family uh, like I said in the Smokies Um, Currently, uh, our Tramley members uh, are Rabbit. Rabbit, you want to tell us about your name?
1: Hi, I'm Rabbit. Rabbit's a spiritual archetype of the forest. He was here long before the trail or any of you hikers. <laughs> He'll be here long after you're gone. You're in Rabbit's hole now.
10: All right, that's Rabbit. Uh, we also have Sip. Sip, you wanna tell us about your name? I'm Sip, I'm from Mississippi, and I got my trail name uh, because I don't turn down a beer when offered. And that's Sip. Uh, we have a couple members who who started with us or were part of this original tramley. Uh, uh, soda, uh, Soda went home back to Minnesota um, and is no longer with us, rest in peace, Soda. Uh, and also, we have uh, Hatcher and Stanley. Stanley is Hatcher's dog. Uh, they had to get off trail for a little bit because um, Hatcher had to deal with some family stuff back home. And he's back on the trail and hopefully will be catching up with us soon. Um, I initially, when I first got on the trail, was kind of, I don't know why, but I was just expecting to fall into a tramway right away and that's not entirely realistic. Uh, you kind of have to, number one, find people that you like and want to spend uh, almost every day with. Uh, number two, you want to find people that uh, also hike the same pace and distance that you use as you each day. So you end up at around the same place. Uh, so there's some like logistical tramly things that you just don't really think about until you kind of fall into one. Um, But we're happy with our current Tramly. We're hoping with uh, uh, Hatcher and Stan catch up soon. Um, As far as other trail experience, um, trail magic has been awesome. Anytime uh, you get to a roadway and you see some cars, you kind of just like perk up a little bit. Like maybe, maybe there's some magic there. Um, Everyone that offers the magic, uh, basically food, sodas, drinks, uh, etc., um has been awesome uh they'll have like a little book for you to sign and um they just seem just generally interested in uh you as a hiker and uh in your story everyone's kind of got a different story out here um as far as towns um for the most part every town has been awesome Uh, damascus was really cool um as much as we enjoyed hot springs there was one cop in town who just didn't like hikers And we were walking to a, uh, a local establishment with, with a beer in hand and basically pulled us over and was like, you need to pour that out. I don't like hikers. I he didn't say he didn't like hikers, but he, you get the gist. He, he just didn't like hikers. Um, but besides that, every town has been, has been great. Um, we've had a good time and, uh, currently just, uh, enjoying the whole experience and, um you meet and kind of leapfrog different groups and tramilies uh along the way uh like last night we stayed at a shelter with 25 people it just seemed to be a collecting point for everybody on the trail given you know bad weather and where just everybody ended up uh which was a unique and uh interesting experience just trying to find places for everybody to post up and sleep but um uh, yeah, that's uh, been the social experience on the trail. It's been great so far, and just looking to, looking forward to seeing more of it. Um, so this is uh, again Witch Doctor uh, over and out.
11: Hey there, this is David Ferrari, trail name Good Soup, reporting in from the Appalachian Trail. Currently around mile 1320, which is about a day into New Jersey. I've done seven of the 14 states, which is wild. And along that way, I've encountered numerous, just so many interesting, kind and exciting people, so let's talk about that, I'll I'll say, precursor, um, I could probably talk about the social aspect for an hour plus, because it's such a big part of a through hike, at least a traditional northbound AT through hike, but I've got a little bit of a time limit, so I'm just going to speed through the highlights. Well, we'll start with the other hikers, first of all. I would say the vast majority, like 95% of the people I encounter are at the very least respectful and friendly and at the very best, someone that you want to spend multiple days or weeks hiking with because you click so well and you work as a party, famously. Uh, I have not had much of a tramly experience because of my uh, medical leaves where I have to get off trail for almost a week every eight weeks to manage my Crohn's disease. But that's awarded me the ability to kind of uh, see more hikers, I feel, because sure, I might hike at a faster pace, but then I drop back a week in how everything's moving so I get to meet up with old friends that hikes a little slower than me, I get to experience new people, um, all in all, I was a little worried at the front that, um, the fact that I had to get off trail every two months would, like, make it really hard to make friends, but if anything, I've just made more friends because I've gotten to encounter more people, which has been really amazing, uh, the amount of people that I still just, like... Even though we only hiked together for a few days, I still like text and stay up to date and we still like support each other um, from a distance is because we all want each other to succeed, which is just really great. Um, I recently, as of this last week, kind of have a little bit of a tramley forming where it, it just so happened to work out that first and foremost, we all liked each other in each other's company, but then also same pace, same... Uh, targeted end date and funny enough we all have something over the next like two months where we'll be off trail for about five or six days so the thing that you know me going off trail that typically keeps me from forming a family well yeah it's gonna get jumbled up for a bit but we all have that so we should all be able to fingers crossed reconnect again and if we can't you know A pity, but we'll we'll just keep doing what we've done before, which is just meet the people around us again and form other bonds, which is great. Um moving right along here. Uh let's see here. Let's talk about trail towns. I feel like the trail towns that really lean into the AT experience is really great because everyone knows you're a through hiker, and so everyone at least has a little bit of like a let me put it this way. The trail towns where you have to explain what you're doing <laughs> um, is are, are kind of fun because everyone's like, "You're doing what?" and it's like, "Do you?" Interesting that this is a trail town, and you don't see the hordes of stinky, dirty hikers walking through <laughs> here all the time. I, I get like for the the bigger, larger towns, I'm not expecting everyone to be where the hikers go, but. It just makes it really special when you go through something like hot springs or Damascus uh, just to name a few where like everyone knows what you are like people will just pull over side of the road and be like do you need a lift into town or something like that um it's so amazing how much people want to support the hikers and I get on like my Uh, On a cynic note, it's like, well, because the hikers bolster the local economy. But, like, still, I I think, and it's like this with Trail Angels, too. I feel like it goes to the whole concept of, like, if you see someone doing their best to reach a goal themselves, and you know that they'll keep pushing regardless of help, you kind of want to help them more because you want to be either a part of their story or you see the determination and you want to, you know that your, uh, your goodwill won't go, um, won't be wasted in a sense. Because you know that person's going to take it and just keep rolling on through. So I kind of get that a lot in trail towns and trail angels. Like, oh my gosh, so many trail angels. I've had people, you know, from being like, hey, we're hiking through. Can we take your trash out? Like, or, you know, everyone's favorite, walking into a parking lot, and someone's got a grill going, and I'm like, oh yes, food, hot food on the trail is amazing, my, 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 my favorite kind of food is food I didn't have to carry, <laughs> my favorite beverage is water I didn't have to filter, <laughs> but yeah, so the triangle's there, I even had someone reach out to me and just like, literally come pick me up, put me up in their home uh, for the night, Make me dinner, make me breakfast, take me to REI, and then drop me back out. And then wouldn't take a single cent from me. It's it's just wild how much people want to give to hikers. Um, yeah. So, touched on that. And then, I think the last little bit here is about hiking alone. And I'll say, well, let me put it this way. I've made at least six attempts at recording this episode, because I just record them in one straight go, I don't edit them, and... I've made six attempts to record this episode over the last three days, and the first five got interrupted by other people hiking through, so, like, it, uh... It really is a social trail out here. That's not to say that you'll have someone hiking with you all day, but, typically, I was thinking about this regarding this episode, I don't intentionally camp solely for the purpose of, like, being near someone, but I do target shelters, which draws people to them for, you know, the privy and the shelter itself and typically access to water. But I think of the... As I'm recording this, it's day 115 for me. I can only think of one, maybe two nights where I camped by myself and both of those times, it wasn't intentional. I just was like, here's, here's where I was planning on camping. Oh, no one else showed up. How interesting. So, I'd say, especially now that we're um, into better spring or uh, summer weather, and more day hikers and shorter section people are getting out, and especially now that school's out, um, I'm seeing like a dozen plus people a day through hiker or not. Um, But even early on when the weather was bad, um, there were still other thru-hikers out here. And that was with me starting in February. Like, I don't think I've ever gone a day where I didn't see like at least three or four people. But now it's, like I said, more like a dozen plus a day. So I've got to wrap this up. But the social experience is a giant part of my thru-hike, and I would bet everyone else's. Even if you're not a social butterfly or an extrovert, like there are people out here and there are ways to um, lessen that if you want, but I'd really encourage anyone to like, kind of lean in to it. Cause it's such a beautiful, wonderful community to be a part of. And I can't wait to be able to return the kindness I've received as a hiker when I'm off trail around other hiking communities that I live by. Anyway, hope everyone's doing well. I certainly am. This is Good Soup signing off from the AT. Bye.
12: checking in on a rainy day in our little tiny cabin in Willow, Alaska. I was really hoping to be checking in from somewhere in Washington today, having flown down and getting back on trail, but I ended up needing to stay up in Alaska for a little bit longer in order to get a CAT scan of my hip, so I can understand what type of damage I have been or can do to my hip at this point. Long story short, after surgery, I knew that part of my hip did not fuse correctly. Um, while I was hiking in the desert, I felt that part of my hip grate and move. And upon x-ray here in Alaska, that part of my hip is now less healed, or might be less healed, than when I started hiking. Um, which is less than ideal. The hope was with weight-bearing exercising, i.e. walking with a pack, um, this would heal a little bit quicker. So, hoping to get the scan, learn that it's just a momentary setback and I just need to give it a little bit more time. This is a non-critical part of my hip. The main incision in my bone did heal well and is Presumably holding stable, um, but need to give it a little bit more time to check before I head back down to Washington. My hip has really, really improved in the two weeks I'm here. I'm walking a lot more comfortably, um, in a lot less pain. So, fingers crossed, I can at least hike Washington and hopefully Oregon this year, um, depending on the results of the CT scan, so... Um, today's episode about trail families and the social experience um not really a trail family sort of people person i am super social on trail i talk way too much um but i'm just i get really stressed out by feeling like i need to uh, hike something other than just what my body is up to that day. Um, In the desert, I hiked two sections specifically with other people. The first one being someone I did a flip with and wasn't really intending to hike with them, but they had a different interpretation and it really stressed me out. Wonderful person, um, had a good pace with me and everything. I just... Got really stressed out by having to mentally include more than one person in my, like, plans for the day. Um, And then another section, um, a friend was getting back on trail and I invited them to come and hike with me and they're wonderful. Um, but at that point, my hip was in a lot of pain and I just was not moving well. So then I was extremely stressed out about how my speed and my body was affecting another person's hike. And they were wonderful about it. Just nicest person, but it just really put a lot of mental strain on me. I found on trail, I really do best when I hike around other people, you know, spend regular nights with them, see them doing breaks during the day, you know maybe plan to camp with them, maybe not, but not making our plans together. I find I really enjoy those experiences and really connect with those people really well. Um, and hiked with a lot of really amazing people this time around like that. Um, and I hope to remain in contact with them. But I don't really find that I benefit from joining up into a big tramway like a lot of people love. Um. Met some really cool people on the trail, haven't had a whole lot of like traditional trail magic where someone shows up at trailheads and shares things or stuff like that. Um, I had one person like on day two or three give me a soda and then I seem to always miss all the other trail magic by, you know, hours or days, you know, just luck of the draw. And sorry, killing mosquitoes in my cabin because this is Alaska and we have absurd amounts of mosquitoes. <laughs> and it's been a wet year. Um, so yeah, I haven't had a whole lot of trail magic. Towns have been great. Um, super sweet. I love towns. I love that just walking around and just like meeting really cool people that are really interested in what you're doing. Or some places people who are so confused about all these weird people are suddenly in their town and getting to explain to them what you're doing and they're just fascinated by that. I always love this conversation. Just getting to learn about people that just have vastly different life experiences than you. Um, Like, I couldn't imagine living in a town and just not knowing about this really cool trail going through it. And then these people get just mind blown by how on earth would you walk all the way that far. So just really cool people. Um, yeah, been really enjoying the social experience. Learning more and more that while I enjoy people, I love camping alone. I love hiking at my own speed. I love that if my body needs a shorter day, I'm not stressed out about it. I just do a shorter day and then I do longer ones later. Um, I don't find I have any trouble keeping up with people. Um, as long as I'm just let to go the pace of my body. So, this is Panther. Hopefully, next time I check in, it'll be somewhere along the PCT. Um, but for now, I'm checking out for my little tiny cabin in Willow, Alaska.
1: another one in the bag y'all join us next time for another edition of the wild card episode where we'll deputize our correspondents once more with the ability to speak freely on whatever they'd like until then i am moron and this has been episode six of trail correspondence happy trails y'all